Banana Republic. No, I don't mean the store at the mall. I'm talking about the country we used to refer to, the country formerly known as the United States of America, as the trial of Steve Bannon set to take place July 18. But first, I want to remind you guys that the Turning Point Student Action Summit, SAS, Go to tposa.com slash sas. Get your tickets now. They are going so fast. We At some point, we're going to be sold out because we got President Trump coming. you got Governor DeSantis, Charlie Kirk, myself. The whole TPUSA team will be there. Make sure you get your tickets now, July 22nd to the 24th. If you want to bring dad, we got Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Great ticket for dad. Make sure, by the way, you use promo code POSO. Use all caps POSO. That's for your general admission tickets. You get 25% off. I tested it last night. It works. Promo code POSO. You get the 25% off your ticket. And keep in mind that that means you are locked in for the full event. These will go out fast. Do not delay. And while you're there, by the way, get for a dollar, you can get Charlie Kirk's new book, The Conservative Response to the Great Reset. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's June 16th, 2022, Anno Domine. Today's top headlines, the trial of Steve Bannon, set to take place July 18th. Next, two U.S. volunteers, Americans, captured by Russian forces in Ukraine. We're going to dig into this next. Also talking about Ukraine, the city of Miami apparently is holding a Guns for Ukraine Firearm Buyback Program, K. And finally, the Department of Homeland Security is set to punish Border Patrol agents who were accused in a Haitian migrant whipping incident. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Committee canceling today. You know why? They can't, their ratings stink and they can't compete with the trial abandonment. Okay, that's why they canceled. You know who says that? The people in the Rio Grande Valley, the Hispanic Americans who blew out the Democratic Party last night, as I've been saying, won a congressional seat last night. Eighty-four percent Hispanic community, massive win. This seat has been a Democratic seat since Reconstruction, since the Civil War. Lost last night by the Democratic Party. Also, Jim Marchant in, in uh, Nevada, the head of the coalition, he had a blowout win in the primary. MAGA is on the march. The J6 committee is totally irrelevant, okay? Completely irrelevant. Their ratings stink. They couldn't compete with us today. Well, a huge day in court yesterday as the political show trial of Stephen K. Bannon, the former chief strategist to the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is moving forward in federal court and is set to commence on July 18th. So just about one month away. We're one month away as is stated from the trial of Stephen K. Bannon. Now, that could be delayed. There's a number of reasons. They could have motions that cause it to delay. They could have personal reasons that it could delay from either side, the judge's side, etc. Tons of reasons it could be delayed. But as of right now, as we stand right now, the trial of Stephen K. Bannon will take place, commence, 18 July, year of our Lord, 2022. So you need to understand that. You need to understand that this isn't something that's going away. It's not something that we can just not worry about, let it go on its own. No, this is coming forward. And why is he going on trial, right? What are the charges? The charges are that he refused to respond to a subpoena, or I should say comply with a subpoena, to the January 6th committee, which is in and of itself an unconstitutional committee. However, 
And Madden's lawyers tried to make that case, make that argument in court. The judge did not buy it, even though we can look at the facts and clearly it is not a constitutional body, right? It is a legislative committee, right? Congress is the legislative branch. What's the legislation here? What's the remedy? What are they looking for? This is a witch hunt. It is a show trial. So a criminal referral that comes out of a show trial, comes out of a witch hunt, can only be a show trial, right? That's how that works. But let's dig into the actual facts. And this is from CNN. So, you know, I'm not uh, going to accuse me of bias there, right? A federal judge on Wednesday refused to throw out charges against Stephen Bannon for contempt of Congress, sending the former Donald Trump advisor to trial next month. Judge Carl Nichols of the D.C. District Court rejected Bannon's motion to dismiss the case against him, including his arguments that the House's select committee's subpoenas were illegal and that he was protected by the secrecy of the presidency because he had been in contact with Trump at the end of his administration. The decision is likely to add firepower to the House's January 6th investigation. No, it won't which is holding public hearings this month on its findings. Bannon and several other conservatives have tried to fight the select committee subpoenas in court, but their arguments have been repeatedly rejected by federal judges. Bannon is the first criminal proceeding to be greenlighted by a judge. Another Trump advisor, Peter Navarro, was more recently charged by the Justice Department with contempt of Congress related to its January 6th investigation. Nichols said on Wednesdays, Judge Nichols, The court cannot conclude as a matter of law that the committee was improperly constituted, nor that Bannon is correct to argue the subpoena wasn't properly cut and the indictment isn't valid. After all, the full house approved, right? Here's the situation. Here's the situation. They are asking in this committee of the legislative, it's a constitutional argument, right? It's not criminal conduct. It's a constitutional argument. The committee is asking about privileged communications that Steve had with President Trump towards the end of his administration, but while he was the president. What Steve's lawyers have said is that they cannot divulge that information to the legislative branch. Why? Because President Trump has declared executive privilege over them. Executive privilege covers communications of the president. He has a case that is before the Supreme Court. And so what Bannon has said as a matter of course, as lawyer's advice, was that he cannot comply with the subpoena because they're not asking him about what he said. They're asking him about what President Trump said. That would be covered by executive privilege. Now, you can look back one way or the other and say, okay, you know, maybe that's not executive privilege, which, which way or another, but it's clearly not criminal conduct. It's a constitutional debate. It's a constitutional argument. It's not a crime to debate the Constitution. But that's what we have here because we have a two-tier system of justice. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. This is banana republic behavior. They're going after the chief advisors to the president of the United States of the opposition. Understand what point in the movie you are in and you better get ready. You better get ready because we have a lot of work to do. In the new Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World Dominion, the main plot is a crisis for the food supply chains. Hollywood's talking about that. The news is talking about that. And you need to be talking about that. Because, ladies and gentlemen, so many of the problems we face today, they're not simply accidents. There is an agenda behind them. So today, I am urging you to fight back with an agenda of your own, a survival agenda. Because survival doesn't happen by accident. 
Start by getting stocked up with emergency food. It's easy and surprisingly affordable. Just go to this webpage, preparewithposo.com. You will save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit where we are partnering, I am partnering with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is specially packaged to stay fresh for up to 25 years, so it will be there when the economic hurricane hits. Get your three-month food kit now by going to preparewithposo.com. My Patriot Supply kits are in stock and ship fast and free. You will have yours in no time in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Secure one for each family member. Throw it in your garage. Throw it in the trunk of your car. Go to preparewithposo.com. The link is in the description. Avoid putting this off and the regret. Preparewithposo.com. Do it today. Uh, Standing together against a murderous dictator pure thug who is waging an immoral war against the people of Ukraine. Well, and this story is something that, suffice to say, we knew it would be coming, right? And we, we had got the first indications of this yesterday. I wanted to wait for a little bit more reporting on it, but it has been confirmed at this point that two American volunteers that went over to fight in Ukraine, in the Ukrainian International Battalion, have been captured by Russian forces. Uh, the two gentlemen both came over. They were both prior service members in the United States, prior veterans. I believe one was Army and one was a Marine. Uh, they were captured outside of the city of Kharkiv. First individual is named Robert Druk, 39. The second, Andy Quinn, 27. Uh, Druk was from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Andy himself was born in California, but then also had been studying in Alabama. They were captured while fighting for the Ukrainian army last week. The pair were part of a two-men squad which encountered Russian forces in Kharkiv. They reportedly disabled a Russian tank but were lost in the fog of return fire and then disappeared. Druk served in Iraq in the U.S. Army. Huynh, a former Marine, had never been in active combat before. Gave an interview before he ventured to the region in which he said that he was prepared to die. There are fears that the two of them may be given the same death sentences as the two British fighters who were captured last week, Sean Pinner and Aidan Aslan. Those two were captured in April and last week were sentenced to death by a firing squad. The Biden administration has not yet even commented on the capture of the two Americans. Russia continues to advance through Ukraine while Zelensky begs the West for more weapons and support. President Biden on Wednesday pledged another $1 billion in support to Ukraine. I'm reading this from the Daily Mail. Peace. Look, I, I don't really know what to say, right? This was inevitable, right? This was inevitable that if you were going to go over and we just got back from there, my brother and I got back from Ukraine and we were seeing it. We saw it up close and personal, not as up close and personal as these two did, obviously. And I had my brother on War Room yesterday. We were discussing some of the things that we did see while we were on the ground in Ukraine. And we might be doing a special episode of Human Events Daily to really kind of go in depth and talk more about not only my recollections, and of course we have that piece from uh, when I recorded it on the train coming back from Odessa, the night train from Odessa, but actually get my brother in here and kind of interview him based on what his perceptions were. You know, one thing he said to me after the interview yesterday was he pointed out, you know, there's so many Ukrainian flags that you see in America right now, so many people supporting the Ukrainian people. He said, but when we were in Ukraine, I didn't see a single American flag to say, you know, thank you for our support or say that you're standing with the American people. And it just was a perception 
you know, an observation that he had made. So when you look at this case and this situation, you also go back and look at some of the losses that are coming through. A Ukrainian official, a Ukrainian official just put this out and Axios has the story that they are losing as many as 100 to 200, excuse me, 200 to 500 soldiers killed on average every day in the east, in the Donbass region, and up to 1,000 Ukrainian soldiers killed or wounded casualties every day in that Donbass region. What's the big picture? President Vladimir Zelensky said on June 1st that 60 to 100 troops were being killed daily, but as Russia has stepped up its Donbass offensive and these new negotiations, it does look like as many as 1,000 casualties per day. What Ukrainian what Ukraine lacks, they say, is the weaponry and ammunition to match Russia, et cetera, et cetera. Look, the Russian supply lines are right there. The Russian army is right there. The encirclement operations are continuing. And President Macron over in France came out yesterday and he said, look, Europe is a long continent. And at the end of Europe, Russia is there. And they are a strong country. They are there today. They were there yesterday. They will be there tomorrow. We have to figure out a way to live together. Geography is destiny. Hong Kong is next to China. Taiwan is right across the strait, right? You have to find a way. You have to find a way to figure this out. Because when you look at the situation in the Taiwan Strait, what does President Xi want? Chairman Xi, rather, want. They want to call it Operation T. Mark my words, he is going to be making his move on Taiwan very soon. We've created a new program. If there are guns around your house that you do not want, the city of Miami will buy them back from you and send them to the Ukraine. So we know uh, that the number one source of uh, crime guns, at least in the city of Miami, are weapons that have been stolen uh, from citizens, right? And now are being used by criminals. Uh, secondary mode is straw buyers. We're working with ATF on that. But this one, uh, it, it's going to help us kind of keep guns away from the hands of folks that don't want them, uh, that don't need them, that are not comfortable with them, or for you know personal reasons, no longer wish to have it or wish to you know surrender them voluntarily. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting the entire city of Miami and, and, and the whole county as a whole involved and, and have them contribute and donate any weapons that are unwanted, uh, any weapons that, that you no longer feel you can take care of, we'll, we'll take them off your hands and we'll make sure it gets the right hands in Ukraine and help the fight against communism. Now, this is a story that just warms my heart. This is this is really one of those stories when you look at it and you think, boy, I just love everything that's going on in our country. I love, you know, I look at the news and it just makes me happy. It makes me so wonderful. I feel so filled with joy and the grace of God. When I see stories like this, the city of Miami is holding a guns for Ukraine firearm buyback program. Isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful, folks? The guns received through this program would be shipped to Ukraine to support the country's efforts to defend itself from the ongoing Russian invasion. The city of Miami, and we've got the little card here, they got, and they've got prices. They've actually got price levels. So, you know, it's like a multi-level marketing, right? So you want to get in. Here we go. Here's where you go. We want to support Ukraine and take guns off the streets. Turn in your firearm. And let's go through the, the details of this. You get a $50 gift card for a firearm, I guess it's your handguns, 
$100 gift card for a shotgun or rifle. But if you turn in a 223 caliber AR-15 or AK-47, you get a $150 gift card. Well, that's interesting because I don't know if anyone's paying attention there, but an AK-47 is not 223. AK-47 is, <laughs> is a 7.62 round. So kind of explain, or a 308. So maybe you could under, explain to us, which I, they, I guess they do make AK-47s that are rifled in 223, but are they saying that specifically? If I had the AK-47 and a 308, I'd ask for more. I want 200 at least. By the way, who in their right mind is going to be turning in Right. Even if you have like, you know, your worst bargain bin built it yourself, lower receiver, et cetera, AR-15, you're still spending more than 150 bucks on it. You're spending at least 400, 500 and probably with inflation right now. And if you're looking at the higher end, what? That's probably like a thousand or more, including accessories. Put it this way. Put it this way. If you are someone who is willing to turn your gun in for something like this, then you deserve to not have guns anymore. Right, you deserve to lose your right to self-defense at that point. If you're if you're just willing to go and do this, right? What I think is amazing though is that I see the left, they love this. They love this idea. They think it's wonderful. And this is the same left that normally hates guns. So explain this to me, right? Just 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 walk me through. Just want to be very careful about this. So guns are bad because guns cause crime. That's the left's contention. So if guns are bad in the United States, you get rid of handguns get rid of the shotguns and rifles, the AR-15s and the AK-47s, even the 223 AK-47s, at what point on their way to Ukraine do they magically become good? Is it when they leave the United States? Is it when they're going over the ocean? Are they going on the air, perhaps? Are they on an airplane? Do they magically become good when they finally get into the soil of Ukraine? Does that magically make guns good when they cross the border there at Lviv like we did? Right. I still don't get this. It's amazing, by the way. It's amazing because I saw a tweet last week from George Takei and uh, the Star Wars actor, huge lib, right? He probably doesn't even run his own account, but he said something like, and I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it, but he was like, he was like, I'm glad that all the people of Ukraine have assault rifles because they're now able to defend their country. (laughs) Looking at it like, yes, exactly. That's exactly the point, George. It's like accidental conservative talking points, right? Yeah, they're able to defend themselves. That's the whole, re- look, put it this way, put it this way, right? Number one, if they ask me, whatever happened to your guns? I say, I lost all my guns in a boating accident. That's number one. But number two, they say, why do you need an AR-15? I said, well, I need to, my AR-15 defends me from the evil, racist Vladimir Putin. That's what you got to say. Say it every single time and just watch their heads. Pow! Evil, racist Vladimir Putin. That's why we need AR-15s. In the midst of meeting these challenges, we, our entire nation, saw horrifying images that do not reflect who we are, who we aspire to be, or the integrity and values of our truly heroic personnel in the Department of Homeland Security. The investigation into what occurred has not yet concluded. We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. And our final story today comes to us via the New York Post. The Department of Homeland Security is preparing to discipline, discipline, multiple horseback police, uh, Border Patrol agents involved in the whipping of Haitian migrants. 
at the U.S.-Mexico border. Except that's kind of funny because I remember looking into this story when it first happened. I didn't see any whipping. I didn't see whipping at all. What I saw were the reins of the horse, right? The rider was holding the reins in his hand and he was twirling them, sure. But it wasn't whipping anyone. Those aren't whips. Those are reins. Have you ever ridden a horse before, city people, right? This is ridiculous. And now they're being, what does it say? A federal source told Fox News that in the coming days, Homeland Security, so Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas, is offering a proposal to discipline the agents who then have had the chance to defend themselves. The charges will be administrative violations, but the agents were cleared of criminal charges. Images at the U.S.-Mexico border showing federal agents on horseback in Del Rio, Texas, attempting to stop migrants from entering the country provoked outrage, particularly among Democratic lawmakers. Some accused the agents of using their long reins meant to control the horses as whips against the migrants. An investigation was later launched. The photographer, right? The photographer who was there, not even a member, a totally independent guy, said the images have been misconstrued as showing abusive behavior. There was no abusive behavior. There wasn't at all, right? And in the one one picture, you can actually see um, the reins are just falling off the horse, right? Because that's what reins would do. And then he's using his hand to reach forward and grab the migrant. But Biden, of course, came out. It was horrible. What you see, the people treated like they were. The horse was nearly running them over. People were being, well, okay. Like no serious country on the face of the planet would treat their border like this. None. You'd set up a wall. You'd set up some kind of security. It's not the Border Patrol's fault that these guys were trying to cross in an area where there's no roads. Of course they were trying to do that because they didn't want to be caught. That's why you needed the horses to go and get there. This is insane. It's completely, it's, it's absolutely backwards. Everything we do is backwards, I swear. It's like we have a border as an open door that's not a real border that should be defended. No, 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 no. It's a border that exists for them to come across so that they can get into our country and we need to make sure that they roll out the red carpet. What would you rather have us do, right? Why doesn't the Biden administration just come out? And why doesn't President Biden just come out himself and say, you know what, no more borders. We don't support it. We don't support the policy of having a border. We don't just want open borders. We want no borders. We've already seen, and you can see the numbers on this, more migrants came across the border, illegal migrants came across the border last month than ever have in recorded history, ever have. People are talking about that this is invasion levels, bigger than the amount of troops that we sent on D-Day to Normandy. That's coming across our border on a monthly basis. It is a flood. It is a deluge is what it is. And the Biden administration, it's not incompetence. It's deliberate. And that's all the time we have today. Human Events Daily. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Leave us one comment. One comment, the five-star review. I saw some people asking, where do I put the reviews in? It's so easy. You just scroll down past the uh, past where the episodes are. You'll see you can leave us your rating, where you can give us the stars, or you could even write a review. We love our reviews. We get them in. And I love the one-star reviews, too, from all the trolls. Those are hilarious. And then your homework also. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. What do we talk about today? The trial of Steve Bannon set to take place July 18th. Next, two U.S. volunteers, 
captured by Russian forces in Ukraine. Knew it was going to happen. Third, Miami holding the Guns for Ukraine firearm buyback program. And finally, Department of Homeland Security set to punish Border Patrol agents accused in a Haitian migrant whipping incident, which never actually happened. Ridiculous stories today as the Banana Republic that we used to call the United States of America continues on, continues on. Folks, it doesn't have to be like this. It was decisions made by people that brought us into this situation, and it's decisions by people that can take us out. Case in point, today's history break. Today in 1983 was the first day that Pope John Paul II visited Poland, at the time a communist country, behind the Iron Curtain. Now, of course, John Paul II was from Poland. He had been the Bishop of Krakow. But this was the first time that a pope had gone to a communist country. Again, communism was a decision that was made by people. The country was falling apart, but they worked together. They found a way forward. They had solidarity and they got themselves out of it. That's what we can do. Remember who we are. Remember our history and everything will be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.